0: The first Jewish-only radio player, that's Naki Radio, you hear? Naki, Naki like in clean, clean, like clean with bleach.
1: No, silly, clean as is kosher. Oh, my my bleach is kosher.
0: Oh, yussie, please. Anyways, back to where I was saying. Playing only this here Naki Radio will be only playing... Pre-approved Jewish radio stations in the comfort of your home. Naki Radio, your number one player for Jewish radio. Wi-Fi connection required. Currently playing J Root Radio, Gula FM, Israel Radio 1, Jewish Hits, Jewish Music Stream, Jewish Radio Network, New York Jewish Radio, and more coming soon. Wow, it's so exciting. How do I get one? Ah, if you're interested in purchasing... One beautiful Naki Radio, then text us at 347-927-8398.
1: Oh, can I say it again? 347-927-8398. Hi,
0: and welcome to Story Time with
2: Rabbi Yitzhi Earth!
0: Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi together with... Me, Yessi, his sidekick. Yay! At this time, I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story that is... To tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is
1: 718-683-5858.
0: Very good, Yossi. And of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that j Radio can definitely use your donations. So, the address is j Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is j Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Two two nine, And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on javidradio.com the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay,
1: if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Erbs for either storytelling, Kaya from the Mayach, Extreme Martial Arts Demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, a Vice of program, uh, 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 your, your, yeshiva, your Sheba, your your whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a uh, bungalow colony, or a sleepaway camp. So, uh, of course, the number to call is 718-375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested, uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information, and please be aware that Rabbi Erbs' books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs, and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you can call Rabbi Yitzir at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in?
0: I think so. I think we can now start our story. Okay, so I have a great story for tonight. If I ever told it before, I probably didn't tell it in a couple of years. That's for sure because I didn't remember it until I just looked at it again tonight. And are you going to tell the story from your new CD? Uh, excuse me, Yossi. Uh, who's talking
1: about new CD? Ah, come on. You don't think I know that you went to, to Rabbi Yossi Framworth today in your studios to finish up the last touchings of the the CD? It's going to be out in time for Hanukkah. Okay, okay. You spilled the beans.
0: Okay, I'll have to continue spilling the
1: beans. Ah, we
0: just don't make a mess with the spilled beans. Don't worry. Okay, yes, it's true. The newest CD by Rabbi Yitzhak and Yufa Studios will come out in about a week or two, definitely before Hanukkah. Okay, now we got that good? Yeah, okay. You got a story? Yes, I do. Not the story from the CD? No, the CD story is called The Swindler. Be on the lookout for it. It'll be out another week or two. Okay, meanwhile, here we go. The name of tonight's story is... The name
1: of tonight's story is... A Gift with Dignity. A Gift with Dignity. Yossi, what are you doing? I- I'm, I'm just repeating you. But it's not necessary. We don't need an echo. Oh, okay. Do you have an echo in the story? No, we don't need an echo in the story. Oh, okay. So here we go. A Gift with Dignity. Many, many years ago. Like a bad hunt? Yossi, are you telling the story? I'd like to. Could I? Well, it's not the month of either, uh, but, uh, you know, if you really want to... I do, I do, I do. Okay, take it away. And what should I take away? Tell the story. Oh, tell the story. Okay, so over about 150 some odd years ago, there was this person whose name was Rabbi Yeruchim. I don't know his last name because Rabbi Erb's didn't give me his last name. Rabbi Herbs, how come he doesn't have a last name? Uh, because I don't know the last name. Some people over 150 years ago, um, you know, when they told stories about them and things like that, they didn't put their last names. Oh. So uh, where do you live? Well, he <coughs> lived in a shtetl. Uh doesn't say the name of the shtetl either. Oh, my goodness. No wonder why you're letting me tell the story. Because I have to find out the facts myself. No, well, um, you know, you're a smart guy. You can figure it out. <coughs> oh, oh, yeah, I can figure it out. So, let me see. There was this big Tomachachim by the name of Rabbi Yeruchim. That's right. And he loved to learn Cairo. That's right. And we don't know his last name. That's right. And he had a wife. Uh, yes, he did. And his wife's name was? Leah. Oh, Leah. Okay, so, uh, Rabbi Yeruchim and Leah were married. What's Leah's last name? Uh, Mrs. Yeruchim. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got me, here. Okay. So, anyhow... Uh, this story happened like 150 years ago, and they lived in a shtetl. That's right. And, um, this shtetl, you know, like, uh, he had a job? No. Uh, his wife had a job? Mm, yes. Oh, okay, so we're getting somewhere. What's the name of shtetl? <laughs> you're not going to fool me. I didn't tell you the name, because I don't know the name. So what are you going to call it, a shtetl?
0: Yeah, we can call it a shtetl that's not too far from Lemberg, because that I know for sure. Ah! Oh, how do you know that? Because in the story it said it wasn't so far from Lemberg. How do you know that?
1: Well, when you tell the story, you'll know. But how do I know the parts of the story? Well, you just, um, you know, you know. Oh, okay. I know. Because whatever you know, I know. And that I know that you know that I know. Whatever you know is what I know that you know that I know. Uh, right. Okay. So, go ahead. Tell the story. Okay. So, what happened was like this. Rabbi before he got married, he was a big Talmud Chachem. And when I say big, I don't mean he's like six foot five or something like that. I mean, he was just a very smart man, loved to learn Torah. And then, when Leah's parents, you know, heard about Yeruchem, and they wanted to make the Shidduch, so they thought of it, it was a great Shidduch, but Leah's parents uh, were not so rich people, you know, and, and they can afford to support him. But at the same time, they saw that Leia wanted to be married to somebody with big midos and, and, and big heart and everything and, and a big tomb of you know? Because being a tomb alone is not enough.
0: Oh, I know.
1: Uh, uh, you have to have dericheres.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, are
1: you talking about yourself? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have Harris and you have to have, be about midos, tovos. And, you know, the reason why you learn Torah is so you should know how to do all the misses so much better. And then when you understand the mitzvah, you know, it's like, for example, uh, some people don't like cauliflower. Like me? Uh, I don't know. Do you like cauliflower? <laughs> we'll not talk about it on the radio. Okay, go ahead. Well, anyway, so some people, you know, once they know that it's healthy, they'll eat it because they know it's good for you, okay? And then when somebody knows the food is bad for them, they won't eat it. Uh-huh. And your point is? Oh, so when a person learns Torah... He gets to know the mitzvahs, how to do them, and then he gets to understand the mitzvah, and he gets to do the mitzvah even better. Gotcha. Okay, so what was the deal? Did he marry Leia? Uh, yeah, of course he married Leia. I mean, that's what it says on your papers. <laughs> so that's how you know all the facts. Not because you know you know, because you're, you're looking at my
0: papers.
1: Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's very hard to read your papers. Why? Because you keep putting your hand on top of the paper. Oh, <laughs> that could be a possibly. What about my shorthand? Oh, how short is your hand? No, 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 not that shorthand like that. I mean, like, you know, I wrote in shorthand, you know. Ah, but I know your language, so I can do it. Okay, so anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So, uh, Leia uh, had a Shatran speak to Eberuchim, uh, and Yeruchim agreed to the shidduch because Leia said that he could learn for his whole life if he wants, and she is gonna make the Pernasa to support the family. And guess what? What? That's exactly what happened. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So listen, listen what happened. So, um, uh, Leia, she went out to do Pernasa. What kind of Pernasa did she do? You know, Rabbi, if she's starting to sound like me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So what kind of Pernasa did did she do? Oh, so what she did was, uh, you know what, Leia, are you there? Did you wake up yet? Yes, I woke up. Uh, 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 good, good, Leia. Could you tell what you do? Sure, I'll go right ahead and do my part in the story. Ah, Baruch Hashem, what a lovely morning. And I just gave my husband breakfast. That's gewaldic. And now, my husband could go to the base of Medrash and learn. And when it gets too cold, he learns in the house. Mm. Ah, what a great feeling. You know, my my husband's such a big Talmud Chacham. Mm -hmm. And not only that, He's such a big masmid. You know, you can be a Talmud Chochem, you know how to learn, but do you learn? <laughs> and he learns. And he's like such a holy person. <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder if, if I'm the right person for my husband because he's so much greater than me in Kadusha. But you know what? Maybe through time, my husband's Kedusha is going to rub off on me too. And I'll become a more kedusha nickel lady. <laughs> okay, meantime... Time to go to the farmer's market. <laughs> okay, I'll get on my wagon over here. All right. Giddy up, pussy. Come on, pull the wagon. Okay, that's it. Good, good, good. Okay, huh? here we are. Here's the farmer's market. Hold it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold it, horses. Okay, thank you. All right, now wait here. <laughs> Hi. I would like to buy that wonderful chicken over there. How much is that chicken? That chicken. That chicken.
2: That chicken.
1: Yes, that chicken. That chicken. What about it?
2: Well, you want the chicken. Okay, for you, I sell chicken for one, two, three, eight, ten 10 Well,
1: if you want to sell the chicken for ten zlatas, you can find another customer.
2: Goodbye. Wait a second. You're not going to try to bargain with me? Okay, I'll bargain a little bit with you. I'll give you two zlatas and nothing more. Wait a minute. How about nine zlatas? Get another customer. Wait a minute. You're not trying
1: to bargain? I don't bargain. I tell you the price I want, and that's it. It's two zlatas or else. I looked at the chicken. I saw how big it is. I saw how healthy it is. And it's worth only two zlatus to me. You want it or not? I'll go somewhere else. Goodbye.
2: Hey, wait a minute. How about uh, six lattice?
1: Uh goodbye.
2: Uh, five zlatus.
1: Eh, uh, goodbye.
2: Uh, three slottes. Goodbye. Two zlatis.
1: Hello. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> two slotties for the chicken cavalry. <laughs> it's good it's a live one and it looks good. I'll just tie it to my wagon over here. <laughs> Okay, and we'll sell it to the shaykhit. <laughs> and he will sell it to the butcher. <laughs> Alrighty, now let's see if I can find a dozen eggs, two dozen eggs, three dozen eggs. Hmm. How many eggs can I find? Hmm. Ah, somebody's selling eggs over right here.
3: Get your eggs here, eggs here, fresh eggs, freshly laid eggs. It was laid this morning, fresh eggs. Fresh eggs!
2: Take your fresh eggs here! Step up, step up! come <coughs> <laughs> hey, me! I'd like to buy a dozen eggs! Alright,
3: there you go. Uh, my price for a dozen eggs one slot for a dozen eggs.
2: Okay, here you go.
1: Hmm, so he sells it for a slot. Hmm, let's see, what can kind I of bargain? Okay, let's see. I think I'll buy it for a half a slot. <laughs> yeah, I think so la da da Hello! How are you?
3: I'm fine. What can I do for you, lady?
1: Well, you said you were selling eggs.
3: I certainly am.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna do a very good favor for you.
3: Oh, yeah? What's the favor?
1: Well, I'm gonna buy five dozen eggs from you. But you have to give it to me for a half a slot of each, okay? So that means two and a half slot is for five dozen eggs, okay?
3: What? Right? Wait a minute, five, four, two, 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 two dozen is, 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 is a zolata, uh, four dozen is two zolatas, and a half a dozen, another five, another, okay, two and a half, wait a minute, I sell this for uh, 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 one zolata each dozen, and you want to give me a half, then I won't make much of a profit.
1: All right, no problem. So you don't make much of a profit, and, uh, you can stay here all day, and I'll go somewhere else. Goodbye! Wait
3: a minute! How about, um, three quarters of a zlada?
2: Goodbye! Uh, how
3: about, um, 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 uh, 80% of a zlada?
2: Goodbye! All right, right, 60! Goodbye! Okay, half a zlada! Hello!
1: And that's the way she did business. Oh, well, wait a minute. I thought I'm telling... You. Okay, go ahead. And that's the way she did business. She was a very smart bargainer, but she never has for shalom. Has for shalom. She would never, like, really undercut a person, which means she knows what things should cost, you know? And if let's say, for example, one farmer, it cost him, with all his costs and everything, let's say it cost uh, one quarter of his ladder. So if the guy wants, like, a a whole slaughter—that's a lot of money and a lot of profit. So if she offers at least, you know, like uh, half a slaughter, so that's pretty good because a half a slaughter is like a half a slaughter, and that means the person made fifty percent profit. So that's what she would do. But if a person paid for something like a a quarter of a slaughter, she would not offer like much less than that or the same because she wants the person to make money too. And the reason why she does this. Oh, let me guess. The reason why she does it... Wait a minute. Now you're starting to sound more and more like me. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Kind of get carried away. Go ahead. Okay, so the reason why she does it that way... I'll tell you why I do it that way. The two of you don't have to sit there and, and, and argue about it. There's no reason to argue. It's a story, and it has a beautiful lesson. So let's move along with the story now. Okay, so here's what we do, okay? Now I go back on my wagon, I have all my supplies,
2: I even bought goose feathers.
0: Goose feathers? Why do you need goose
1: feathers? Remember, Herb, she needs goose feathers because she sells it to people that make pillows. Remember the good old days? They used to make it out of goose feathers. Even some people make pillows nowadays out of goose feathers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) I forgot about that. I should have remembered
0: that because when I was young...
1: Oh, so now we're going into when you were hungry? <laughs> what else did there? Oh, well, we gotta go to let the story, right? Okay, so anyway, so what happened was as follows. So... <clears throat> uh,
0: yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, uh,
1: go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's me. <laughs> okay, so let me go ahead. All right, ready? I have all my supplies, goose feathers, mushrooms, some fruits, okay? Now I can start making my sales. La-da-da-da-da-da. And she took a wagon. Hey, wait, I'm doing that part. Okay, go ahead. And she took a wagon and she went into town. And the wagon was jumping up and down. But since it was so weighed down with all the goods, so it didn't go. It simply went. Went smoothly. And what the horses went up and down, and went. That's what the horsey did. Okay. So she got to town and then she went first to get rid of the chicken because the chicken was going all over the place, making a lot of noise. So she went to the shaykhit, and she knocked on his door. My husband is out in the backyard doing shaykhah. You can make him out there if you have a good chicken. Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Ah, shalom aleichem! How are you?
2: Oh, uh, very nice. Buru Oh, laia. how are you? Uh, you have a chicken. Let me see. Wow, this is a Zaptika, delicious-looking chicken. It's a big one. Okay. Uh, how much you want for this chicken?
1: Well, I was thinking, since I paid two zlatas, how about three zlatas? Is that okay?
2: For you, Leir. I know you. It's a very big time in Gokum. He loves to learn and what I give you, it's not just helping you buy and pay back, but I'm supporting a Talmud Chochem. Yeah, sure, take it. Here's the three lattice. The butcher will probably give me three and zlatis, but it's okay. Hey, Osha, in supporting a Talmud Ah, oh,
1: Thank you very much. Alrighty now let me get rid of these goose feathers <laughs> before I start sneezing all <laughs> before I start <laughs> sneezing all over the place okay now where was I? <laughs> yes here's the guy with the pillows okay mm-hmm. let me just go into a store <laughs> hello shlemale huh? uh, okay uh, hey uh, how are you? How you how's your husband doing Baruch Hashem, he's sitting and learning. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I wish I could do that, you know. (laughs) Uh, But I don't have such a head like your husband. You should be very proud of your husband, a big Talmud. You know, there are some people that sit and learn, but they sit and they sit and they sit, but they don't learn and they don't learn and they don't learn, but they don't like to work, you know. But your husband, he's very sincere. He's a Amishtiq Talmud. (laughs) Oh, when he sits and learns, he learns kind of monkey business, you know what I mean? Oh, yes, I know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyways, uh, I have a couple of orders to make some goose feather pillows. Did you have any muscle in getting some goose feathers for me? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. I have this whole sickle, this whole sack of goose feathers. How much will you give me?
0: Uh, look at this.
1: That looks like a big bag. Okay. Uh, Well, Goosefags are pretty cheap. Uh, I would say I give you, um, one zlata. Fine, two zlata's and it's all yours. Yeah, you know what? You drive a hard bargain, but you know what? I don't mind giving you two zlata's, because when I give you two zlata's, I'm supporting a big Talmud Hoham. And a real Talmud Hoham, one who learns for real. And not just to take up space and chuckle back and forth. <laughs> okay, visit to the lattice and I could make a good couple of pillars and make back my money in no time. K I
2: Goodbye.
0: And so
1: And so and uh, it's me. Well you know, Yasti, when you're telling a story on the radio, people don't
0: see your facial expression. Okay? <laughs> Unless they see some video streaming, I don't know. But meanwhile, You know, you got to keep it flowing.
1: No space in between. Okay, okay, I got the picture. Anyways, so this is the way she did business every single day. That's what she did. Now, of course, she wasn't a millionaire. She was a great bargainer, and she did it with great joy. And, of course, she was very careful to make sure the person really, really agreed to give the price. Because, you know, if somebody needs something desperately and you charge a very very high price, much more than necessary, and you make much more profit than necessary, and you know this guy's going to buy it no matter what, because he needs it, and you kind of sell it, you know, there's, uh, i stick on my whether it's called Geneva or not, because, you know, you know the guy needs it for sure, and you're ripping him off by charging so much, but Leia never did that, she tried fair prices. She just wanted to make back the money that she paid for things and a little bit more to support her family. And of course, all the extras. That means, you know, she bought food, clothing for her family and everything. But... But what? Oh. (coughs) Well, but what is, um, 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 well... Come on. Gotta be a little faster. Okay. So, uh, what she did was, um, she knew that in the winters, the winters are very fierce, very cold. And, you know, she can't go selling things, and the farmer market is closed in the winter. So she has to store money, like a squirrel stores squirrel nuts. So uh, she stored some money. And then, you know, she saved it for... You know, like people say, oh, what are you doing? I'm saving it for a rainy day. Well, she saved it for a snowy day. (laughs) Like that? Uh, uh, Well, tomorrow might be a snowy day. You never know. But anyways, go ahead. Ah, yeah. So anyways... Now, this is the way it went, the routine. Now, when the winter came, she couldn't go into the marketplace, and she couldn't sell things, she couldn't buy things, so she used the money that she stored up. One year. It was a very bad winter. Really? How bad was it? Well, for one thing, the winds were blowing. And what else? And the wind was howling. Oh, howling. I can do that. No, 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 no. I said howling, not humming. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) Howling, howling. Yeah, that's it. That was pretty good. Okay, anyways, and then there was like a lot of thunderstorms. And then there was a lot of rain And then there was a lot of mud And of course when there's a lot of mud the horses and wagons get stuck. The horses walk into the mud and it sounds like And then when they uh you know sometimes if it's a deep part of the mud the wheel gets stuck <coughs> And it's very hard to get the wagon out, and you hear people say, "Push, pull, push, pull, push, push, pull, pull." And of course, eventually they got the wagon out. But then, when there is so much rain coming down and so much wind, then people can't really travel so much. So, therefore, what they do is <laughs> they stay home. And of course, that means that nobody buys things or sells things during that time. So you have to live off whatever you have from before. Aha! Uh-huh. So that means she lived off of... That's right! She lived off of the uh, money that she saved, you know, the extra money. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, and this winter... Oh, besides the winds blowing, besides the thunder, and I'm sure there was lightning. Uh, yeah, yeah, but how do I show it on the radio? <laughs> well, you just make the sound. But lightning is quiet. Yeah, but it critzles, you know, because it's electric static, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. And what happened next?
1: Uh, Oh, well, what happened next was, then comes, of course, after rainy season starts snowy season, right? So, of course, you know, out in Europe in those days, there was a lot of snow, more than sometimes in New York. Actually, in the good old days, there used to be a lot of snow in East New York. I remember when I grew up in East New... When you grew up in East New... New Okay, so when you grew up in East New York, there was a lot of snow, right? Didn't you once tell me that there was snow that went so high, it was over your head?
0: Uh, yes, that's true. That is true. In East New York, as a kid growing up, I remember snowdrifts over six feet high. Wow! And how tall were you then? (laughs) Well, I was a little kid. Uh, Five, six years old when I saw those things. Uh, Maybe ten the most. And I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I was three and a half to four feet.
1: I don't know. Ah, you don't know. You don't remember? Well, that was a long time ago. How many... No, no, don't try that one of me. Okay, go ahead with the story. Oh, oh, back to the story, right. Okay, so where were we? We were in the middle of the story. Ah, you have to help husband. How do you do that, Rabbi Ers, That, you know, you can go off the tantrum and still come back to the story. Uh, it's a gift from Hashem. Oh, huh. do I have that gift too? I hope so. Okay, so anyway, so what happened was is, it was snowing. <laughs> and windy. And it was so much snow, so much wind, and nobody went out. No marketplace. Nothing. There was nothing to buy. It was really tough out there. But really, really tough. And, of course, she had no choice. When the snow stopped, she trudged in the snow, took the extra money she had. And she walked through the snow. And she went to the local general store. And she would say, Herschelah,
2: I come here for a couple of loaves of bread. You have some bread. You have some butter. (laughs) Do I have some bread? Do I have some butter? Of course I do. Uh, Yes, these days, you know, I just put a tub of butter outside in the snow. And it stays fresh much longer. (laughs) And the bread is fresh. Barak Hashem, the bread is baked here in town. All right, how much do you need? Uh, and of course she bought what she
1: needed, and she, she bought whatever she had to have, you know, and everything. And she did that, you know, when she, um, I mean, she paid for it, of course, and everything was going fine. But it didn't look like the snow was ending. Just as when you thought the snow was ending, and it was getting a little warmer, and the snow melted, and the mud was horrendous, and you thought it would eventually dry up, and then you would hear thunder again, and of course, the crackling of the lightning, and of course, the howling and blowing of the wind and everything, and the pouring rain, and of course, snow. Right, that's right, snow. And, of course, this was like one winter that it didn't look like it was going to end. And, you know, it was a bad weather day. And so, uh, Leia didn't go outside yet to buy food. And when a little kindler, uh, came over and said, Mommy, Mommy, I'm hungry. I don't have anything to eat the walk time, Mommy. Could I have something to eat? Please, I'm starving. Sure, Shayfella. Let me see if I still have some bread left over. One second, let me take a look. Uh, Let me see if I have any bread, 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 bread. Oy, 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 don't have any bread. Uh, Let's see if I have any vegetables. Nope, no vegetables. Uh, Let me see if I have any soup left. Nope, no soup. Uh, Let's see if I have anything left. Uh, I have absolutely nothing left. Mommy, Mommy.
2: What is it, Shafala?
1: How do I eat nothing? Does nothing have a flavor? I mean, how could you eat nothing? Does it taste good?
2: <laughs> Use your imagination. Pretend it's the mum and it could taste whatever you like.
1: Oh. Mommy, Mommy.
2: What is it, Sheffala?
1: I'm so hungry because I ate so much ice cream. I want more ice cream. But we don't have ice cream. I know, but you said that nothing could taste like anything. So, I was thinking about ice cream. But the more I ate nothing that tasted like ice cream, the more it didn't taste like anything. And the more hungry I got... Okay, Shafala, let me go to the drawer and see if I have any money left. And we'll go buy you some food, Schaeferle, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, here's my little money box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the money box is
2: empty. I give all to such a bad winter. I used up everything. I don't have anything left. Ay ay ay! What am I going to do? Ay ay ay! Hey, Ligabashefa, what should I do?
1: Babe I'm hungry.
2: Okay, Shefala. <laughs> Let me go
1: to speak to Tati. Yeruchim, <clears throat> my dear husband.
0: Ah, yes. What is it? What can I do for my dear wife? What is it, Leia?
2: Well, I hate to disturb your learning.
0: Well, I'm sure if you're coming over, it must be something important. So please, Leia, what's the problem?
2: Well,
1: I don't want to complain, you know, because, um, you know, everything Hashem
2: does...
0: Everything Hashem does is for the best.
2: That's right. So I'm not going to complain much. I'm just going to cry. <laughs>
0: Why are you crying, Leia?
2: Because we have no
0: money. What do you mean we have no money? You usually sell things and make profit, and then you even put aside money so we could live in the wintertime.
2: I know, I know, but this is the worst winter in who knows how many years.
0: And therefore?
2: And therefore? and therefore we used up all the extra money <laughs> oh yeah <dear. laughs>
0: <laughs> all right relax relax the rabbinish lalam has taken care of us all this time and all these years do you think that if i a servant of hashem is doing his avoidance, and learning his Torah. And doing his mitzvot. Do you think that he would not take care of us? Where is your betachin, Leah? You have to have betachin in bainish And he's going to help us. You will see. Don't worry.
2: Okay, but when?
0: Maybe by tomorrow morning. You never know.
2: By tomorrow morning, you never know. <laughs> okay, what am I going to tell our children?
0: Tell them? They're practicing to fast. They didn't have to fast the whole day. They just skipped supper, that's all. They had lunch. I saw them eating.
2: I know. They ate the last bits of bread that we had.
0: Don't worry. Habitachon Hashem. He won't let us down. You will see.
2: All right. Okay. Fine. Okay. Sheh Yes, Mommy.
1: What is it?
2: Well... We don't have any supper, it's too
1: cold outside, and it's too much snow, so we can't go out to get you anything, so therefore, um, you know, um, 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 <laughs> how should I say it? You'll have to go to sleep tonight without supper, but you're not being punished, it's just that we just don't have any food, okay? Okay, I'll say Christmas, but I'll meet her. I'll go to sleep, okay? Wonderful, you're such a good yingler. And so she put all the children to sleep. They went to sleep without supper, but they weren't punished, you know. They, it's not like some people say, Oh, you're such a bad boy, you're going to sleep without supper. No, chas v'shalem. Nothing like that. <coughs> so anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So, what happened was this. She was like, you know, lying in bed, thinking to herself. "I, my husband's such a big Talmud, Chochem. A bow, a moon but tuchem, unbelievable. He believes Hashem is going to help us. How do I tell the Kindle Lechab, Betachem, and he'll be eating soon? It's not such an easy thing to do. Ordinary people can't do that, but my husband's very chashev. So if he says it's going to happen, the stuff is going to happen, I'll just have to be patient. Maybe I'll just rest a little bit. And so? And so, I have to jump in right away. Okay. And so she went to sleep, but not really sleeping. She, like, was lying down, and she was, um, how would I say it? She was, um, 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 she was, uh... She was resting. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. She was resting. She, like, closed her eyes, I don't know, but she didn't fall into a deep sleep. Meanwhile, her husband, Yerukim, was starting to feel the need to stretch.
0: (sighs) Oh, my feet are cramping up over here a little bit.
2: Let me stretch. (sighs) Oy, oy.
0: I've been sitting in this house the whole day. You know, when I learn in the base of Medrash, I can walk up and down the aisles, walk around the base of Medrash, stretch my feet a bit as I'm learning. But here we live in a small house. And I can't do that. My feet are killing me. I think maybe I should go outside and take a walk. Uh, it's very cold, very slushy. Ah, uh, You know what? Very slushy. I'm looking out the window, and I see the snow started to melt because of the rain and the mud to get oh it's very muddy and slushy it's a mixture of snow and mud outside no no i'll just put on my boots and my other boot and i'll put on my winter coat button it up put on my uh muffins and my earmuffs and all right let me go out the door and let me take a walk and of course,
1: and of course, he was like walking in the mud. And what happened was this. He was walking in the mud, and he was thinking Tyra as he was walking. And he looked up at the moon and said, oh, the moon, you have to talk like he is. Oh, yeah. So he looked up the moon. he wrote him.
0: Uh, Yes, 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 yes. Oh, what a beautiful moon. A shining Lavona. A beautiful Lavona. It's like making all the ground shine. Wow. Speaking about shine. What is that thing in the mud over there shining a little bit? Let me see what it is. Let me go down and bend down. Let me pick it up. And wow, it feels hard. There's a puddle of water over here. Let me just put it in. Wash it off. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. It's a silver coin. Hashem answered our tefillos. I knew it. He wouldn't let us down. We have this silver coin. It's kevaldik. A silver coin. Wow. It should be able to support my family for at least a week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is not right. Yes, it's true it's a silver coin. But it's like being thrown into my face. Here I am, trying to keep Hashem's Torah and and I'm trying to keep Mitzvah's and Mitzvah's Torah to do, and I'm learning to understand Torah more and more, and I want to continue, so that's why I'm not working, but my wife works, but she can't work in such a bad winter, and so in order to support me, Hashem just like takes the silver coin, throws it in the mud, and gives this to me? This is not dignified. I'm afraid that I think I have the right to ask for an Shalom that I should be given a parnasa in dignity, not in, like, a disgrace. Huh. You know what? I do have this silver coin. Can't be totally unthankful to Hashem. So you know what I'll do? I'm going to now designate. I'm making this coin hegdish. I'm giving it to Tzedakah tomorrow morning. And
1: so he walked back inside his hut, and then he went down, he sat down to learn again, and he put the coin in front over there, so this way he'll remember to take it in the morning. At that moment, his wife woke up from her rest.
2: Ah, I just woke up from my rest. Ah. ah, let me just
1: walk around a little bit now. A small little house, and... <gasps> wow! I can't believe
2: it! The Rabbinish Island did help us! You're right, Yeruchim! Hashem didn't forsake us! Wow! Where did you get that silver coin? Uh,
0: uh, uh, uh One minute, one minute, one minute. Don't get your eyes all huffy and puffy about it. Um, we can't use the coin. It's not ours.
1: What do you mean it's not ours? Whose coin is
0: it? Um, it's Sudaka.
2: Sadaka? What do you mean? We need Sadaka.
0: Well, you see. Um, I found the coin in the mud.
2: What's the difference? It's a silver coin. It'll still buy us bread and everything.
0: Yes. But I figured if we show a Muna and betochen to Rabbeinu Shulaylam, I think we deserve that we should receive a reward or a panasa in a dignified manner. Not like it's this. What do you mean? Well, imagine if it's your birthday and I bought you a present and then before I give you the present, I take the birthday present and I throw it in the mushy garbage and I say, Leah, here's your birthday present. Go take it out of the garbage.
2: Ugh, that's disgusting.
0: I know. And that's what I felt. And I feel we have to just realize that Hashem is testing uh, our level of betachin. And I think we should have enough betachin that Hashem will give us uh, enough panasa in a dignified manner. Uh, that's it. I made up my mind. So, whatever you want to do, just do. And all of a sudden... And,
1: and all of a sudden, at that time, there was, there was like a, a, a wagon driving through a big storm that started to pick up again, you know, and it was windy, it was blowing, you know, the wind was going, and it was snowing, or whatever, you know, the whole works, you know, the whole nine yards. It, it was like really bad outside, and it was a wagon going with two rich men.
3: Huh? So, Sandra, what shockster? there? What do you say? It is freezing or not? Yes, it is freezing. Definitely freezing. I am frozen stiff, even my fur coat. So, um, you think we'll make it to Lemberg? We have to make it to Lemberg, because you know why we have to make it to Lemberg. Because, uh, you know, we have this, uh, little problem, right? Yes, yes, uh, but, you know, I think we should find
1: a place where to stay. Yeah, 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 we're traveling to the statue, everybody has their lights out, all the lamps are out, nobody's up. What are we going to do? Knock on the door and get scared and wake up and... Wait, wait, what is that? Do you see what I see?
3: Yes, I see in the distance. It looks like there is one house over there that there's a light on. A lantern is on. Let's go over there and knock on the door. We're for sure not waking them up. Yeah, I think
1: so 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 they pulled up their wagon right so they pulled up their wagon uh, 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 and and they brought the wagon all the way up to the door oh uh, just before the door because they didn't want to bring the wagon inside and they knocked on the door and of course
0: uh, <laughs> he said oh me i better answer the door before they wake up my wife and children
2: oh
0: my goodness it's freezing outside a new storm started Oh, you guys must be for frozen. You must be frozen. Please, please, come inside. Come inside. Please, please, please. And he let them... In.
1: And he let them inside. And let them inside. Right, right, right. He let them inside. Uh, 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 I'm a rubbery herbs, you know. Uh, uh, I'm not as quick as you, but you can't just keep... Jump. All right, so go ahead and do it. Okay. So anyway, so they came inside. Uh, and he sat them down near the fireplace a little bit, you know. <laughs> and And of course, they warmed themselves up and everything like this. And he looked at them and he said...
0: My, 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 Such beautiful fur coats like this. These two people must be very rich. No, no, but snow is snow. Bad weather is bad weather, but I can only give what I got. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Uh, you can definitely stay here, but I don't really have much to eat, and uh, <clears throat> I don't have a place for you to sleep unless you sleep on the floor. Uh, I can give you some blankets, but that's about it. Ah, don't worry. That's fine. As long as we have a roof out our head,
3: we're thankful to the British so we don't have to be outside in the freezing cold. Food? Not a problem. We have plenty of food for
1: with us. Here, yeah, just three minute, I'll be back. And so he went outside to the wagon. Was I faster this time? Yes, you were. Okay, so he went out to the wagon. He brought in some fresh fruit. He had some herring with him. Butter, bread, you name know it. He had a bread and And he invited everybody to sit down and he had a beautiful, beautiful meal. But during the meal, the two people... They weren't just rich businessmen. They were very big Tommy Hachamah in their own right. I mean, they weren't as big as, uh, you know, Yeruchim, but they were smart. And they were talking Torah back and forth, forth and back. And of course, uh, Yeruchim joined the conversation. He jumped in. Wow. That is a great shot And uh, did you ever hear that Pashat, Yanko, before? Uh, no, Yanvill, I never heard that shot before. That's amazing! An amazing pashat! I like it! So now, suffice the host, example, that this man is a great Shetalmer Krochem, you know that? Yes, and we're pretty smart
3: ourselves. Do you think? I think what? That he would help us? What do you mean? Aren't we gonna go to Lemberg? Yeah, but look at the storm outside! By the time we get to Lemberg, who knows? Uh, maybe our whole wagon will be covered in snow. We'll never get to the Rav of Lemberg. If you and I agree, he could solve the case. I'm sure he's a big enough town to do so. We can make a pursuit of some sort. What do you
1: say? Uh, I guess we can ask him. and uh, Shulik, on behalf of myself, Yankel, and my friend over here, Zandr, we would like you, maybe you should uh, serve as a Rav, and 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 we must have a, a din toilet between the two of us.
0: Excuse me, a din toilet. I I've never sat on a business. Um,
1: Listen, you're very big, town of Kochem. I trust you. My friend trusts you, right, will uh, uh, You
3: trust him? Uh, yes, Uncle. I trust him. I heard how he learns, and I see him. I'm Mister And don't worry, we're not going to ask you to judge this case for nothing. No, 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 no. You see, there's a general thing among, among merchants, uh, especially the Yiddish merchants, that is, uh, like if we have a dispute in money from between partners and things like that, uh, we discuss it with, um, you know, Diodem uh, uh, the, 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 or rough or something like that, and then uh, as a fee, we give 10% of what uh, the thing is worth. I see. But nonetheless, I, I really... Please, sir... I'm telling you, it's not the money we're going to save because we're going to pay you anyways. It's just that look at the weather outside. I mean, listen, my friend over here, Yankel, uh, uh, Z- uh, okay,
1: it, it, it has been my friend for so many years. Yeah, and, and my friend here, Yankel, has been my friend for so many years. We've been friends so many years. We're not just business partners. We're friends.
0: So then what kind of what kind of problem could the two of you have?
1: It's a very simple problem. I bought a cow, and my friend bought a cow. Okay? And, of course, we put him on the big flat wagon. We tied him down, of course, the way it's supposed to be. We didn't make travel time, and we tied them so they shouldn't jump off and run away, you know. And we gave them some room to move around. Anyways, so, uh, my friend, uh, uncle, and I, I mean, Janvel, I'm, I'm uncle. he's Janvel. Anyways, so Janvel and I, we were sitting in the front seat, you know. And we're not turning around every second, you know, to look at the cows, you know, whatever. Meanwhile, what happened was, we were talking together. We were so involved in talking together that all of a sudden, we heard a, a baby cow go, mmm, mm, 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 mm. and mm and, and I turned around, and, and I saw that one of the two cows gave birth to a baby calf.
0: A baby calf, okay, so then what's the problem? Mazel tough to the the mother. Uh, Yeah, you don't understand. The problem is like this. You see,
1: whose calf is it? You understand? Was it my cow that gave birth to the calf, okay? Or was it my friend's calf that gave, I mean, my friend's cow that gave birth to the calf? Yeah, so that's the
3: problem. Now I know you're going to say, we're such good friends, such good business partners. Why don't we take the calf and sell the calf, and then I take half money and he takes half money, right? Uh, that's right. That makes logical sense. But the only thing is like this. I and Zanvil
1: are such good friends. I mean, I and Yanko, I'm Zanvil. He's Yanko. I, I already know that. Uh, uh, yeah, he already knows that, so uh, stick to your names. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I'm Janville, and he's uncle. No, no, no. I'm your uncle, He's Janville. Anyways, my friend Janville over here. Okay? So, my friend Janville, I just want to tell you. He's a very interesting person. Okay? He has a conscience, just like I do.
3: Yeah, that means, even though we would sell it and divide it in half, and I would take 50%, and he would take 50%, but I wouldn't feel good, and neither would my friend over here. Uh, uh I'm your uncle. Right. So, Yonkel he wouldn't feel good. So if your uncle wouldn't feel good, that's not very good. Because why would he feel good? That's a good question. Why would he feel good? Uh, because um, he will feel that he got half the money when it's really not his money. You got it?
0: Ah. So what exactly is your
3: Well, I don't know. Whose calf is it? So the right person could get the calf and and he can do whatever he wants with it, you know what I mean? Right now, the calf, let's say, might be worth uh, 100 Zlatas, you know what I mean? So if you solve the case, um, you get, or you judge the case, whatever it is, you know, however you judge, we accept it, okay? Because we, we trust you, and 10% of that is is tens Zlatas, okay? So you would have tens Zlatas, what do you say?
0: I, I say that's uh, a very interesting thing, um, uh, yeah, um, Okay, so, um, you want to know who who's cutting?
3: Ca- yes, yes, yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah!
0: Alright, uh, are you ready, um, um, to go outside in the snow? To go outside in the snow? Uh, yes, yes, because, um, I have a way to find out whose, uh, <laughs> calf it is. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. Uh, uh
3: Yanko! Right. No, no, no. Uh, Yonkle. Right. No, no, no.
1: You're not right. You're young, All right, let's go. Okay, uh, let's go outside. Oh, oh. So in, in, in the stormy night, so they both went out. And then they untied the calves, and they did exactly what he said. Uh, and so he said like this.
0: All right, now, um, about 100 feet from here, put the mother, uh, meaning... One cow here, (coughs) and the other cow 100 feet from this spot. And right in the middle between the two cows, please put the calf. Okay? All right. Now, ready? Stand aside. I'm going to uncover the calf's eyes, and let's see what happens. And all of a
1: sudden, the calf got up, and it started to walk to the cow to the right. And it stood right next to the calf to the right. And, of course, the tail was wagging back and forth in a friendly uh, way from the mother and the, and the calf. And, of course, they realized that that was the mother of the calf. And they were marveled by it. One second, how
0: did you know this? How were you able to do this? What's your magic? Oh, no, no. Chas v'sholem. It's not magic. It's something I learned in Gomorrah one time. It teaches us that uh, an animal, you know, uh, basically anybody, even a human being... Children always attach themselves to their parents, to their mother, so uh, animals attach themselves to their mother also.
1: Wow, such a great time on All right, we're going to give you your tens of letters. okay, very good. So now we can go back inside and not freeze out here. So sure enough, they both went inside, and they weren't freezing, and everybody went to sleep except for Joachim. He still stayed there learning. And then he fell asleep on the table, and as he fell asleep on the table, he slept so deep he didn't even realize it was morning because of the storm outside, it was hard to tell. The two rich people got up, and they looked at his head, you "Not know something, Zandral? I was just wondering, this man lives such a poor life. He's such a big town of Horkum. and we only gave him ten salatis. But you know, we can't give him more because that would be interest."
3: Yes, so what do you want to do?
1: Ah, tell him we're giving him a present for his hospitality. That's what it is. We'll leave him uh, maybe another hundred lattice, What do you say? I like that idea. I must give, I'll give 50, you give 50. Wonderful. And so, and so sure enough what they did was they left the hundred lattice over there and when he woke up, the guests were gone and he found the note that it was given to him as a present. And he looked up and he said,
0: Now, Rabboi Nishleilam, you gave me panasa for myself and for my family in a dignified manner. Thank you very much. And of course,
1: course he was so thankful to Hashem. And of course, Le'ez Betochen grew by leaps and bounds after that problem was solved. And of course, they were able to last through the rest of the winter. And Baruch Hashem, from that day on, they always managed to have what they need. They weren't rich because they weren't looking for that. But they always had what they needed, even in the coldest day. Wow. Did I do a good job? You did a fantastic job. Maybe the next time I'll jump in at the right time. Maybe. So let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Is it time for any any, uh, phone calls? Okay. So uh, uh, do you want to take the calls, Rabbi Herbs? No, no. You told the story. You take it. Hello. You're on the air. What's your name and what lesson you learn in tonight's story?
2: Uh,
1: hello, hello, Masha. How are you?
2: Okay. Hey, uh, uh, Jesse. Yeah. Why is it? Uh, can I ask you something? Yeah, Why really did you good. put that piece of bubble gum on the microphone again? Take it off right now before my message is.
1: Well, I, 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 I didn't take do it
2: off. I, I'm
1: sorry, but I, I don't do that because I don't chew bubble gum. Hi. <laughs> Okay, By speed, I see I so take it off, please. Uh, okay, C- can we hear your lesson that you learned tonight, Stuart? Because we have to answer other phone calls. Uh, yeah,
2: except there's one problem.
1: What's the problem?
2: You messed up my paper again. Oh, no.
1: Okay, uh, I don't have
2: any lessons.
1: Okay, so maybe the next time, okay? So until the next time, bye-bye and have a great Shabbos, okay?
2: If <laughs> I could try to.
1: Yes, you will. Okay. Maybe you won't write
2: invisible ink.
1: Maybe. Okay, meantime, I gotta go to the next court. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, Masha. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello? Are you there? Hello, hello? It-